friends, and welcome to episode 12 of Did You Bring the Hummus podcast. I'm Kimberly, your host, and I am super excited to be here with you today. Did You Bring the Hummus is a podcast to help you go vegan. Every two weeks, I'll share a new episode discussing all things vegan. Most importantly, we'll talk about how to embrace this meaningful decision with fervor and fun. Episodes post every other Monday on your favorite podcast app. Before we get started, I have one very important question for you. Did you bring the hummus? Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share with you that I am beta testing an online class to help the vegan curious and new vegans to veganize their favorite animal-based recipes. The class is Wednesday, March 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Email me at didyoubringthehummus at gmail.com for more information. Today, I'm joined by Marissa Sweeney and Kendra Arnold, co-owners and co-creators of the New Jersey Vegan Food Festival, also affectionately known as New Jersey Veg Fest by their fans, as well as the Vegan Local. Marissa is also a registered dietitian, currently pursuing a master's degree in nutrition with plans to go on to a PhD. She is the owner and creator of the Be Well Integrative Health Services with 13 locations throughout New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Marissa has been interviewed and featured on many media platforms and in publications, including News 12 New Jersey, The Daily Record, The Asbury Park Press, Today, 95.1 FM Atlantic City Radio, and various podcasts. She is also the co-founder and co-host of her own podcast, called The Vegan Local. Kendra Arnold likes vegan food, bikes, walking, and beer meetings. She's worked as a dog walker, co-founded the New Jersey Vegan Food Festival, and is enthusiastically enthusiastic about almost everything she does. You guys will love this episode. Kendra and Marissa are so much fun. Here we go. Thank you both for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you both here. So the focus of Did You Bring the Hummus podcast is to inspire people to go vegan. So those who are listening are likely not vegan, but and are looking to hear our stories. How did we get to this point? What do we do? How does veganism show up in our lives? And um, so that'll kind of be the, the focus of our conversation today. So my very first question for you both is I'd love to hear each of your stories on how you went vegan. What made you make that decision? Um, I was vegetarian for a really long time. I read uh, Diet for New America in the 80s. So I this is like a while ago. But then I was a vegetarian for a long time. And then um, I was working at a restaurant here in Morristown, New Jersey. And the hostess was this like high school girl. And I remember her saying, how can you be a vegetarian and not a vegan? And I just really didn't have a great answer for it. And I was like, this high school girl is right. And so I became a vegan and also quit that job. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to see her anymore. <laughs> um, I became a vegan. My story is not nearly as funny, but um, I became a vegan. I don't know how long it's been. I'm going to guess it's probably been like, nine-ish years something like that like nine years ago and um and before that like I was vegetarian for a little while and then I wasn't and you know I wasn't really raised this way like my both my parents are like regular kind of omnivore people like everybody in my family is and um I watched the documentary with T. Colin Campbell at Forks Over Knives and this is like before mm -hmm. this nine years like that's what kind of like prompted me to go vegetarian for a little while and then in that documentary is really focused on like the health part piece of it. It doesn't really discuss too much else. It doesn't really talk about the humanity, the environment piece too much. And um, I was maybe vegetarian for like a couple of years, I want to say. And then slowly chicken and fish started like creep back into my life. And I never really kind of ate too much more beyond like chicken, fish and dairy, I guess, you know, in terms of animal products anyway, I wasn't big on beef or pork or anything. But then I saw um, earthlings which is a documentary that you can, you can watch it for free on YouTube. I'm pretty sure you can watch it for free right on their website. And I want to say I got maybe a quarter of the way through that movie. And it's just really primarily, if not entirely, just on a humanity piece of it. And I 
I shut it off and I couldn't watch anymore. And I was like, I'm out. I can't participate. I can't participate in this. And, um, and that was the end of it. So, I mean, it's really, and I'm a registered dietitian and, and the health piece wasn't even the thing that had me stick around with the vegan thing more so than, I mean, it was absolutely the humanity piece that really, that's, that's the big motivator for me, for sure. Both are, but that's, that's more than the other. I think I made it about five minutes into earthlings. I've never seen yeah. the whole thing. And I was already, oh, was already at horrible. that point. Yeah, so bad. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I kind of find it hard to watch movies like that. I think once they become vegan, it's harder. Same I feel like I'm already in, so I don't have to. Same thing with me. Like, I don't want to see any animal cruelty, like trigger warning kind of stuff. Like, I'm already on the team. Like, I don't need yeah. to see it. I don't need any more convincing to not participate or be a part of it in any sort of way. I just, same. I can't, mm. can't do it. It didn't take much, really, of, of seeing it to get me to go vegan and, and no more, thanks. <laughs> Here in, um, so I live in Hackettstown. And uh, we have um, an auction here in town and it happens every Tuesday. And every time my husband and I drive past there on, like if we forget there's, we can go that way past the, the live um, animal auction or we can go around it. And if we forget that it's Tuesday and we're in the mm. car and we go that way, I can't stop myself from looking, from yeah. hearing the sounds. But my husband, who's also mm. vegan, he is like, we, like you said, Marissa, like we're, we're already on the team. Like we're not contributing to that. But part of me is so much like, I have to bear witness to this. I can't look mm. away. And it breaks my heart every time. And it brings me yeah. to tears every time. And he's like, why are you doing this to yourself? And I'm like, well, why are they doing this to those animals? Mm. It's so hard. And like in, when you drive past there, you don't see much. You see sometimes the cows are out in the very tiny um, like squared off section they have, or you can hear the pigs um, just kind of, you know, squealing and, and making, you know, pig noises, but you don't see much, but you just know what, where it all leads, right? Yeah. So yeah. hard. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Yeah. The whole thing is pretty horrible. Yeah. Like I like the idea that that being vegan can be really health healthy and health promoting, but for me too, it was not, that wasn't the motivation. Like I'm hard yeah. vegan junk food. <laughs> it's nice that there are health benefits, but, but yeah, yeah. For me too. It's for the animals for sure. Yeah. The animals mostly it's multifaceted for me. Like I am kind of fascinated in the environmental impacts that it has um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm definitely fascinated and, and all like the clients that I work with, like one-on-one -on -one for nutrition counseling, I always try to move them as much as I can, um, in, in the direction of plant-based because I really believe in it, but that's not nearly as big. None of it is nearly as big of a motivator for me as the humanity piece of it. Like the idea of just not being a part of any life dying is, is so profound mm -hmm. that I feel like nothing comes close to it in terms of reasoning to be vegan, hmm. but it's personal. Everybody has a personal choice, right? Like it, I think those are the three areas that I think that resonate most with people as to why they're, they're driven to go vegan. It's usually the humanity piece, um, environmental or sustainability piece and health. It's one of those three things, but I've noticed in my experience and definitely with like the New Jersey Veg Fest, like who our crowd is mostly, that the people that have been vegan longest, and this is just from my perspective and my experience, this is not based on any stats that I really know for sure, but it seems like the people that really stick with veganism the longest are, are the people that are, are in it for the animal. I think so rather might, than anything else. Yeah. I think it comes down to having something bigger than yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you do it for health reasons, maybe it's because you want to be around for your family um, or, you know, people who have kids, maybe that's a motivating factor. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think even with the healthy piece, though, like if somebody has being vegan as like their hardcore, like that's their number one 
motivator. Like what's the big deal then if you are like out to eat one day and like you have a bite of a chicken sandwich, is that really going to be the be all end all of like your health? Like, I think there's more wiggle room for people to kind of justify in their head like uh, do I do I really have to do this you know like oh well I you know I could be vegan Monday through Friday or maybe just on Monday and like and they and they still feel as though they're getting some sort of plant-based benefit um, as opposed to that person or, or opposed to a person who's in the exact same situation like in a restaurant but they're in but they're in it for the animals like that one bite of chicken is no like that's horrifying like you don't want to participate in it at all so I feel like the animal, the animal rights people or the people that are in it for the animals are, there's, there's a lot more of a hard limit that really, I would imagine they cheat rarely, if ever at all. And um, I, I just find it to yeah. be the strongest motivator amongst the long-term vegans. I think that's probably why, if I do say so myself, our events do as well as they do. <laughs> because our events, the New Kendra and I own the New Jersey Vegan Food Festival, the New Jersey Veg Fest. I think one of the big reasons why they do so well is because there's not a lot of healthy food there. I mean, there is some, you know, we, we want to make all the vegans happy, but um, like, you know, vegans on a daily basis, like we're eating hummus and salads and green juices every day, but to go and actually get vegan junk food really as you mentioned like a slice of pizza or macaroni and cheese or apanadas or or what have you cookies ice cream stuff that you can't really get vegan very often and it's really kind of a special treat um there's there's a huge market for that i think amongst the plant-based community a huge market so and a lot of our events are kind of based around that like these specialty food shows that that in my opinion, and I'm sure Kendra would echo this too, that it, it makes it easier for people to be vegan and to be plant-based, um, especially when all the vendors are very local. Like you're learning what's around you, what's right under your nose that you might not have known is there. So yeah, for yeah. the animals all the way. Hmm. I have to say as from a person who's been a patron of your events. And I'm just remembering the first time I saw that there was going to be a New Jersey Veg Fest uh, because I'd seen that they had some in New York City. And I remember hearing there was like a line like all the way down the block. And it was like way too far for me yeah. to get into the city. And like, would I even get to have food and all that? So when I found out that there was one in New Jersey, I was like, oh, this is so amazing. And then I saw the, mm -hmm. the um, vendors that were going to be there. And yeah. so not only is it exciting to, to find these different vegan places that are around and discover that this safety as a vegan to be in a place and know that all of these hundreds of different kinds of food, and then you guys have vendors that aren't food as well, all of these products, mm -hmm. I can just buy anything and it's vegan. And yeah. right. that's right. amazing. I don't have to read yeah. all the <laughs> I don't have to ask what's it's in really, it. <laughs> it's really exciting for people. I don't think people who aren't vegan understand how exciting and fun that is if you're a vegan to like eat whatever you want. You don't have to like ask any questions about it. And it's really, yeah. it, it is really good. And we, are, I think we try to make it like a real party. So it's not, it's like good food and there's drinks and there's like, we get a lot of people who aren't really vegan, but they come with their friends who are. And it's kind of nice, like eating is such a social atmosphere and it's really cool to have. But that sense of real relaxation you're talking about is something that vegans don't get all the time. Like, I feel like we're all kind of wound up all the time. Not just because, just because you have to ask so many questions about yeah. stuff. So. And the fact yeah. that it's so accessible and you can bring your friends, your family, and the food is so good. So they're not walking into, you know, kale haven or whatever. They're walking into this place <laughs> where there are vegan versions of cheesesteaks and milkshakes and ice cream and yeah. pizza. And so yeah. they buy this food. And I can't tell you how many times someone had said to me, 
when we were at a vegan restaurant or even at, you know, a veg fest where they'd be like, well, if all vegan food tasted like this, I could be vegan too. And then when you're in a veg fest and you're surrounded by all these places that do have food that tastes like that, like, well, okay, well, what's your excuse now? Because you can eat food that tastes like this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it really right. opens yeah, your eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We've done um, a decent amount of surveys of of who our attendees are coming to the multiple events that we've done. And a large percent of them are people that don't identify as being vegan. And we, we always thought that was really cool for a few reasons. One, it means that I am, I almost think, and this might be something in my head, but like, I, I feel as though um, there's something about vegans that people that aren't vegans, like they, you know, almost like we're looking down on them in a way, like there's a snootiness, you know, or like, you know, a, a judgmental kind of element going on that um, obviously if people that aren't vegan feel comfortable enough to come our, to our events, then, you know, they're, then they're getting a feeling of, of being welcomed. And that's exactly what we want to do. We want everybody to feel welcomed. Everybody's a different place in their journey. Some people, no, we're not asking anybody if they're vegan when they walk in the door. It's more of like a post-survey if you want to take it. Um, and that's really it, you know, and, and it does to Kendra's point, like we kind of create a party scene out of it. Like it's meant to be really, really, really fun where you could just go there and hang out with your friends and the food is amazing. And there's usually live music and there's after parties like in the Atlantic city event. And there's, so, so it makes me happy that people feel like they can be a part of a vegan scene, even not being vegan you know, and just being there and around the people and kind of feeling a sense of community and trying these different foods that aren't thought of to be traditional vegan foods that are because you're at the event, I think is just a step towards people being more open-minded to maybe one day considering a lifestyle like that. So yeah, it, it, it makes me happy to have the non-vegans at our event. It really does. I think so too. I mean, there are a few people, probably more than a few that have said they became vegan after being at one of our events. It's definitely yeah. the community is part of it. And like, you know, but once you discover all these foods that the stuff is becoming easier, but these, this, the food at our events is pretty insane. Like yeah. in the best possible way. So <laughs> yeah. like, I remember my husband doesn't really come to them, but he watches our Instagram when we have one and there's the green city pops used to, um, make these watermelon bowls. Do you, have you ever had one? <laughs> Can really, it's like, they take the watermelon, they chop it up and they put like all this like stuff on it. And then they, there's like whipped cream and coconut flakes and hot peppers and a popsicle shoved in there. And my husband's like, your vendors are insane. It's like there's <laughs> one, one empty space and a piece of food, they're gonna shove a popsicle in it. And I was like, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, are the vendors that do the best at our events are the ones that it's almost like a competition of who can make the most ridiculous looking food. It has yeah. to be like really Instagrammable. Actually, like my husband calls it the food porn show <laughs> because that's kind of what it is. Like you go there and like there's this one vendor from DC that we have that like will give you ice cream on top of a cone and he stacks it really high and then he puts fluff on top of that and then he has a torch and blows it and the thing's like on fire and it burns. And like that's, and people walk around with it and, and other people see it in the event. They're like, where'd you get that from? I need that. Um, that green yeah. city pop thing. Yeah. That was kind of insane. The half a watermelon bowl. That was crazy. But that's what things. people are looking for yeah. at events like this. Is that who has the stupidest looking food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did have that ice yeah. cream at the, the last one I was at. Um, yeah. I guess November of 2019. Was, yeah, uh, yeah. That, they were there. They're called Bona Bona. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's what happened. Somebody walked past me with it and I went, where'd you get that? I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's real crazy. Yeah. You pretty that's much have to roll me out of these events because I eat so much and then I bring <laughs> stuff home. Yeah. And, yeah the amount wonderful. of eating that goes on is like insane. But as you were saying before, it's not all food. It's mostly food because that's what, you know, a lot of people are there for. I think that's the biggest draw. But it is a lot of lifestyle products. Um, there's art there. There's self-care stuff, um, t-shirts, clothing companies, things like that. You know, because being vegan is extends far beyond dietary. You know, there's there's it's a whole lifestyle and an idealism that 
that we want to speak to while we're there. We like, we usually have speakers. Some of our events, we don't like just because it's become, we've shifted so much toward it being like this fun, like party live music atmosphere that like, we don't always have a place for the educational piece, but we find a way to sneak it in somehow. Um, so if we can go back just a little bit, um, right. how did VegFest come to be? Okay, so I was on Facebook and my wedding photographer was, an, was on a Facebook friend with her and she was talking about how she'd been to like a veg fest in Asheville, North Carolina. And I was like, we really need something like that. And I went for a walk and like five minutes later, I saw Marissa on the other side of the street and I just ran over there and, and said that we should do one. And I remember her saying, is it for Morristown or Morristown? And I was like, no, we should do the whole state. And, and I guess even when I was thinking that, I was like, I was thinking we have to make it like big enough that, that restaurants and different stuff see that there's a demand for it. And to be honest, I really just wanted some vegan pizza. Like Morristown <laughs> didn't really have a lot of vegan options. And people asked, like you were weird for even asking. And this wasn't that long ago, like 2015 is when we started thinking about putting it together. And I feel like in the last like four or five years, things have really changed across the state. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And now Morristown just now got vegan pizza this last week. Like last week. Wow. Yeah. How long has it taken? Yeah. I was going to think about it said that. Like in 2015, you were like, let's do this crazy thing that's going to blow up to be huge. All because I want vegan pizza in Morristown. We just freaking got it last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really crazy. Like we talk about, we talk about that day that like if we didn't bump into each other on the street, it would have been probably a, a fleeting idea that came and went, and we would have never really done it. And you know, the bulb yeah. would have been on to something else, and and who knows? But um, our first event was in Morristown. It took us at least a year and a half, two years, right, Kendra, to like reach yeah, out to, to people together. So yeah. yeah, to actually put it together, it was in the Hyatt in Morristown. We only had thirty vendors, right? Thirty ish vendors yeah that seemed like a and, lot um, it took us for it took us a solid two years like a year and a half solid two years yeah um to be because able we to didn't pull really together know just Sorry. 30 yeah. vendors yeah we didn't know anybody it also didn't seem like there was that much of a vegan scene in New Jersey at all I shouldn't even say it. like I didn't know anything of a scene necessarily quote mm -hmm. unquote but I like who was even yeah who was even like a vegan um restaurant owner or product developer or like who who are these people even doing any sort of vegan work yeah. in New Jersey so we kind of had to like round people up and people didn't know who we were so they're like who are you guys and what are you really trying to do and so you know, <laughs> right. we had no relationships with anybody <laughs> yeah yeah so after like a year and a half two years we finally got 30 vendors and we were stoked we were like holy crap we are actually going to have an event um, yeah. and then it ended up, and this feels like it's so long ago that I kind of don't even really remember exactly how it happened, but, um, the Hyatt told us not to, I don't want to necessarily speak negative, negatively about them in any sort of way, but, um, they told us <laughs> initially, they told us initially that, um, um, you know, sell it out, like have as many people here as you want. It's not a big deal because we can do a one for one situation and I can go out the door. We were like, okay. And I don't, I guess they didn't think we'd really do it. And honestly, we didn't think that we would get as many people as we did. So we sold 2000 tickets and like people were coming from near and far driving for hours to come to the very first veg fest in New Jersey. And it was chaotic. The fire marshal was there. We had to stop selling tickets. The hotel got so mad at us. And like, people were like taking their bracelets off and giving it to people outside. And like, it was, I mean, it turned out to be, thank God, very successful. Like we had a two rooms full of speakers. Like even after the event closed, like we had a movie running in like one of the rooms and there was still a full room of people watching oh, the movie right. after the event had that's closed right. down. Yeah. yeah. Well, live. Yeah. yeah. I went, I, I stayed for that. It was great. Oh, neat. Oh, that first Marstown one? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was wild. It was real it crazy. Was wild. And I think it was like crazy. Like we, I'd never really done, I'd done like some events, but nothing that big. Yeah. And it, was, it seemed pretty crazy. huge to me at the time. And the problems you run in, like 
into it as like event organizers, like nobody really cares. But like what Merck was saying about the Hyatt, it was like they didn't really understand what we were doing. And I remember like the week before, they're like, how many tickets have you sold? And Marissa told them like, you can't fit that many people in here. And we were like, well, that's not what you told us. And they really yeah. didn't have like a real good grasp on what we were doing, even though we had had like a million meetings with them. And then yeah. there was like health department issues. I feel like I am now kind of an expert on like health department rules and regulations. And, uh, but I didn't know then. And I remember I had to like, uh, there was some, I can't remember exactly. Oh, okay. This came back to me. Well, so we had 30 <laughs> vendors and you had to turn all this paperwork to the health department and they came back, I want to say a week before the thing. And so they only approved two of our vendors. And so I just spent like the whole next week, which I thought was going to be like, you know, patting myself on the back for being awesome. Just trying to get like thousands, really, it did seem like thousands of pieces of paperwork together from each vendor. And, it was uh, insane. Wow. It was insane. Yeah. We were like calling yeah. the mayor, like, please help us. Yeah, I did call the mayor. Yeah, this is not fair. <laughs> Why are you working against vegans? <laughs> so that was our first event that was our first event yeah and um after that we were like oh well maybe I don't know if you if you know what the Hyatt Morristown looks like it kind of spills out into this kind of interesting building called headquarters plaza mm-hmm. so we were like oh maybe we can have it spill out to headquarters plaza and take up more room and we asked them for a quote for next year and they quoted us the most astronomical number we were like all right we oh cannot <laughs> we cannot yeah. come back here so we were thinking about all right so where can we move this next like where can we move this this uh festival next and I said to Kendra I was just like how about the Meadowlands I was just like I'm telling you right now we can't afford this we can't afford whatever the Meadowlands is I was like but I went on their website I was like let's just put an inquiry and see what happens and they called us back and the price that they quoted us for a two-day event on a weekend was half of the price of what the Hyatt charged us for one day or quoted us for one day so like so right then and there, we literally went from like throwing the chaotic, overly packed, wild event in the Hyatt to moving it to this two-day event in the Meadowlands like the following year. So, and so that was great. So we were we were having our like I don't know how much of this we should really be telling, but now we have to parlay right into Atlantic City. <laughs> that's what comes next. But yeah. like, um. So we're about to have our Meadowlands event. We're putting so much money into like marketing and hyping it. And like all of our vendors who are like these like local guys that are small because like the vegan movement is just catching traction. Everybody's nervous about going to the Meadowlands and they're freaking out over this whole thing. Like it's kind of like, it's it's bigger than I think most of us had experienced and most certainly Kendra and I. Um, And then we get a call. (laughs) We get a call from... um, the showboat in Atlantic City saying, hey, we have this amazing deal for you guys. We see that you're doing your event in the Meadowlands. Um, would you take us up on this amazing deal to do this event in the showboat? And the deal was so amazing that the ne- I cleared my schedule, the both of us did. And the next day we got down there and we were like, this can't be true. I was like, on the way down there, I was like, are they going to murder us when we get down there? Like, why are they offering this to us? And we got down there and... I had never been to Atlantic City before. I didn't really know anything about it or... Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty weird. We got down there and in the showboat, it used to be a casino and then it stopped being casino in in 20... or in uh, 2008 or 2009. I think they lost maybe their gambling license when the... with the whole real estate crash and everything. And they had a hundred thousand square feet of just open casino, super Atlantic City nostalgic looking floor for us to use. And sure enough, like we booked the Atlantic City event and that event was even more wild than anything we've ever done. Because we we went from that chaotic event in Morristown that was one day to a two day event in the Meadowlands that we were about to do. And then in Atlantic City, it turned into a three day event which the last Atlantic City event was uh, on Friday. We have this food truck festival that's outside, like kind of like right off the boardwalk. There's a sand lot that's like right next to the showboat that we do that in. So it's a vegan, it's like the first vegan food truck festival, most certainly in New Jersey, but 
I, and I may, maybe nationwide, I really don't know, but it, it, we had to really find some vegan food trucks or people that were willing <laughs> to do some vegan stuff. So on Friday was the food truck festival. And then on Saturday morning was a 5k and a 10k race on the boardwalk in which like we've had like Scott Jurek ran it one year. He was like one of our speakers and everything. He's like a pretty well-known plant-based athlete. And then, um, and then we have the main event that's inside on the floor. And then there was an after party on Saturday night. And then Sunday was a brunch, like a buffet style, like vegan brunch with like all you could drink mimosas. And that weekend, like usually Kendra and I have to take vacation immediately after that because it, and we stay in Atlantic city for a whole week leading up to it, just because that event takes every ounce of who we are as being <laughs> to throw. It's oh, yeah. that event that that event is a lot you know it's still like our company consists of Kendra and I and we have an executive a director Denise um and there's been like a handful of, of independent contractors like here and they're helping us and we have volunteers on the day of the event and that's it so that's amazing you know it's, yeah. it's, it's us kind of like running around like crazy people like yeah. trying to make it happen I think it's like kind of like I mean I don't it's been like I guess five years now or six years now or however long, but it's like, to me, it grew really fast. And it was, it was like, sometimes it was real overwhelming, but it was real fun to mm-hmm. like take this thing that you was real important to you and make it into a party where people want to come all the time. We started doing them in Asbury Park and we did them in the bar down the street from us. Like at one point I wanted to do them all the time. And mm-hmm. then we had to cut back a little bit. So, but it, it's just, it's really kind of amazing for me to see like trying to like order something that's vegan and having a real hard time to suddenly having this like blow up and like be, have so many people want to be part of it was really kind of a, a great experience for me. So, so it was really neat. Um, but it is really overwhelming. The, the, some of the stuff behind the scenes is, is real crazy yeah that Atlantic City the first Atlantic City event that we threw like I don't even know if Kendra and I really got too much of a chance to experience it because mm. from the <laughs> or imagine how it must be from the attendee point of view no, because behind I, the scenes that event was is shit show <laughs> but I think to everybody else excuse my language but I think to everybody else like we got rave reviews about that Atlantic City Vegan Food Festival. Oh, I remember you posted a picture of that from that the other day of like you, me, and one of the speakers. And when I see those pictures, all I think about is how I smelled like garbage. Like yeah. I've been taking garbage all day. I was like real sweaty. It was like garbage juice all over me all the time. And like it was just, that's what I think about when I think about that first event. But it sounds like everyone else had a great time. I say everybody loved it. Like there was not (laughs) any ill words about that event. Everybody freaking loved that Atlantic City event. Um, And I kind of like, I feel like it's my brain like blocked out the traumatic memory or something. (laughs) It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun though. I don't mean to talk about it as though we're not grateful. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Like what an amazing experience that was. Like it's, yeah. It's unforgettable and it definitely kicked off what I think is going to be a really, really long lasting, um, like years and years. We'll do this Atlantic City event, I think. It's, it's, it's built a following, like people come back again. Um, we were hoping to do it a third time, but then COVID hit. So I'm sure we're trying to do it again, actually, this summer. But um, it'll be all outside, so we'll probably be in that sandlot that I was talking about. There's also a pier that the showboat owns that's, like, kind of right across the street from Ocean's mm-hmm. Casino, if you know where that is. It's, like, mm-hmm. next door. So we're going to try to do it outside. And the crowd control is going to be something that we're really going to have to figure out and making sure that everybody's safe. And, and you know, depending on where the world is come July, we'll see if mm-hmm. we can do it. But, yeah, yeah that's kind of, like... I want to say the long and the short story of the New Jersey Veg Fest. There's definitely been learning curves. There's been up and down, but I've always loved <laughs> yeah. it. You know, we tried for a little while. We were like, you know, let's move to the Starlin Ballroom. And we did a set of shows in the Starlin Ballroom that just did not do well. Hmm. And then it made us realize like a, a demographic and I think a type of, of 
town and city that just works best for these events. And, you know, like sometimes you don't know what's going to work until it doesn't. And, you know, mm. so yeah, it's been a lot of the Jersey Veg Fest has been like a, a really, really great experience. I would say it's been really great. And I hope, I can't wait till it comes back. I hope to do it for the rest Me of my too. life. <laughs> yeah. I think it yeah. really, the way that, you know, you had this idea and you're like, all right, let's see what we can do. And you find this kind of small place, right. And, and you get these, this, these few vendors and all of a sudden it explodes is just proof, right. That this, we needed this. You guys are providing something that New Jersey needed. And I think that even people coming from other states, like they see the, the value in what, in what you're providing. So um, as a vegan who enjoys your events, thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing this. <laughs> yeah. well, thank you. <laughs> I do think the stars aligned for us in terms of timing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that, that definitely is, is a big factor as to why the events have done as well as they have. Like the timing was absolutely perfect. There was actually another company that, so we had gotten, we had gotten the contract for the Meadowlands and built into the contract, we had two weeks to actually sign it. So I remember saying to Kendra when we got the contract, <laughs> like, listen, this is a monster step for us to go from the Hyatt in Morristown to the Meadowlands. Let's take our two full weeks and really think this through. And then a week went by and we got a call from the Meadowlands saying, hey, there's another company that wants to come in and do a veg fest in New Jersey in your venue or in this venue in the Meadowlands. So it, it, I mean, had we waited another week, we probably, there'd be another big company, I think, trying to do a veg fest and we'd be trying to figure out what to do next and not have a venue for it. And like, and who knows how events would have really, Atlantic City would have never gotten in touch with us. Like who knows what of what, how things would have transpired from there. So yeah, I think yeah. the timing of it, the stars really align yeah. for us. That That's kind of a crazy story. I think, I don't think we've ever really told anyone that story. No, it is that, that happening. I'm like, and, and we were like, like really mad, but I have to say that that company really did me a favor. I'm like, secretly real competitive and like I was like this is not gonna happen and then, yeah. and I think without that like kind of like nudge from somebody else I probably wouldn't have been um so into like doing like it was just gonna be like a once a year thing we we're gonna keep our regular jobs and stuff and and it grew into something really huge and I also think it helped that Marissa um I think we both have kind of like dumb ideas and we're like yeah that sounds great and so we will do like kind of dumb things and, and if they don't work we'll do something else and and uh it, yeah a lot really of it is not thinking on the fly yeah and I think that's what made it fun for us is, yeah, is for to sure. try to figure out how to make these like really crazy events work and fun and like and at the same time learning a lot like I said a lot about the health department and a lot about like I would say even veganism and like well, the questions to ask people and like how you kind of vet things. Like there's a lot of like, I feel like I'm a different person now than I was when this started. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And when I'm kind of like skimming over, just like telling you like, the, I guess the main points of the last five years, but just about every sentence that I've said can expand into its own wild story, really. Like even like what I had mentioned about like that company that, that tried to, come in and and get the contract instead of us and everything like that's a whole freaking story that like I don't know <laughs> if we've ever told we've always talked like Kendra and I have always talked about how like one day we're gonna write like a book on just like how on this whole crazy event experience at the New Jersey Veg Fest and how probably just Atlantic City by itself can has it have its own like I think we said we like it, it could have its own like vo volumes. It could be a series, really. Yeah. So a lot has happened in the past like five years. I know it doesn't seem like that big of a time period, but like it's been so like jam packed with with events and twists and turns and us trying to figure it out. And we haven't had, for what it's worth, and this is just kind of my opinion, Kendra. I we've never really talked about this before, but we've never really had somebody that was doing it before us that we looked up to mm. so 
so like a lot of it was like figuring out like what are we going to do what are we going to do and it's a lot of quick decisions and not kind of like sitting on things and getting bogged down in minutiae and and trying to yeah. decide how we were going to stand because kind of like what we were doing in New Jersey was really unprecedented so so yeah one day Kendra <laughs> let's sit down and write that book yeah and now I kind of miss these events for sure I can so do I I'm like yeah. really missing the I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining about them but I'm really missing them I'm really missing yeah. them yeah. I think uh I think the community as a whole is is likely really missing them and you know I was just thinking about the different vendors and stuff that you have and how I've noticed some in a lot of the local vegan groups on Facebook and stuff like that, like vegan in New Jersey. And um, there are restaurants who will join that group and they want to ask about, you know, they're not a vegan restaurant. How do we add more mm -hmm. vegan things? And I know for sure part of it is because they also want to be part of your events. And the oh. more that you make it accessible. And I think it really comes from the fact that you guys really love this. And that has definitely come across um, in the conversation here. And that the meaning behind it is so yeah. meaningful to yeah. you that, you know, it's so, yeah. it, like I said earlier, it's bigger than you. And so you were, it, by doing this, you're inspiring people who maybe, you know, the pizza places that have never once considered like vegans coming in, like what, who cares? Let them order a salad, whatever. We're not making special pizzas for them. They have like right. full menus now and, and they're trying new things and they're reaching out to these groups and saying, what do you guys want? Tell us what you want. And right. that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming a long way. Yeah. It's definitely come a long way. <laughs> Hopefully it continues in that direction. I think it will. I think so too. I think so too. I agree with you guys. I think it will. I think like it's still a little bit hard with like old school restaurants here, like in New Jersey, the Morristown, but all of the new, I would say 80% of the new restaurants that have opened up in Morristown last five years have had this vegan stuff right on their menu or like, you know, like beanies, like added, like I, I remember telling the beanies guy that there's a whole bunch of vegans in here and you should add vegan ice cream. And I didn't know if that was true. I knew I wanted veganized cream, but he's doing really great with it. Like there is definitely a big demand there that I don't think restaurants really have a good handle on. And he really, they just put stuff right on their menu. It's everybody will order it. You don't, but like there's still so many places that will make you like call ahead or act like it's a weird thing. And, and I feel like they're, um, there when I was trying to get vegan pizza, this is the last thing I'll say about vegan pizza. I try. But when I was trying to get vegan pizza at this place, I remember going around to the, all the places in Morristown saying, you know, like we have this vegan pizzeria coming in from Brooklyn for a pop up here. And people are coming in and paying fifty dollars for a pizza and taking it to go. And I was like, You guys should really get some vegan cheese. And I remember like they're kinda like, you know, they have to be kind of snotty and mean about it. And I was like, You don't have to eat it but you should really want to take people's money. Like people yeah. want to give you $50 for a pizza. You should be like, here's a big G. And like, it's, it's weird to me that it's taken so long for people to like running the business to take our money. Yeah, great. <laughs> we just want to give you our money. So yeah, yeah eat some pizza. I guess in the that you have that mama, uh, I can't think of it, it's like mama bachi. Or yeah, mama cafe bachi, yep. Yeah. Yeah. They have tons of vegan cheese on everything. They have a whole separate vegan menu, right? Like you, yeah, know, you awesome. walk in, you, you, they yeah. ask you, do you need, like, what menu do you want? They have four different That's options. amazing. And there That's was one awesome. time, my husband and I were there eating dinner probably like two years ago at this point. And the yeah. owner actually came out and sat down with us because we ordered all vegan stuff. And he was like, I have oh. new sauces that I'm, I'm working on. Uh, you know, oh. can you try some? So he gave us little samples of like this new, like Alfredo cauliflower based sauce that he was making. And he just asked oh. us a couple of questions about like, do you like this? Like, what do you, like, what do you typically order when you come here? And it was really nice. Um, the, you know, the yeah. prices are a little higher than most of the restaurants in this area, but, um, but 
he's making such an effort. And like I said, we have a whole separate menu. He brings in desserts from vegan treats, which is super nice. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> we love vegan treats. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. They used to do a lot of our events. They yeah. did the Meadowlands and they were always in Asbury Park. Yeah, vegan treats are good people. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Oh, good. oh my have god have you guys um been in touch with the eureka plant-based foods i've heard of them before i think when they first opened they've only been open a couple years right mm -hmm. it's kind of like i remember when they first opened on um, one of my friends don went there and i do remember reaching out to them but i haven't lately so i have to do you go there what's it like yeah every chance i get which hasn't been much lately but um, it's probably like a half hour from me but oh my god their food oh. so good the the um all their sandwiches are just amazing i'm gonna call them this week then that's pretty neat because i i do remember when they opened i don't have a car so like some of the, i think part of these like these events i can bring all this food to wherever i am and so um but I'm definitely going to give them a call and see if we can get some of their food on and at these events when they come back and up on the vegan local for sure. That'd be cool. <laughs> they have like deli meats, right? Yes. Then they make it all yeah. themselves, their cheeses, their meats. It's unbelievable. All right. That's my next thing. All mm -hmm. right. Cool. Yeah. So you just mentioned vegan local and I promise I was getting yeah. there. We were having so much fun talking about <laughs> veg fest. So um, yeah. vegan local now, Let's talk about how that came about. What is it? Mm. <laughs> vegan local is a, um, the vegan local is a um, online vegan specialty market that uh, we had the idea of doing some sort of online platform a few years ago and our, the events like really took off and, we, and we're taking just about all the bandwidth that we had. So we tabled the idea. And then when the pandemic hit, um, Actually, funny enough, February of 2020, like right on Valentine's Day weekend, we sold out our very first VegFest event in the pre-sale. And we were so stoked about it. And then we did like a secret event two weeks later that we didn't tell anybody until we didn't announce at all, like no marketing at all. Um, until after the Asbury event was over, we did it in Morristown in the laundromat bar. And like, that was really well attended too. And like, we just thought 2020 was going to be our year. We really did. We were like, this is phenomenal. We have arrived. And then, um, and then COVID just like completely destroyed it seemingly like overnight, just like one day we were like, well, it looks like we are not going to be able to have events, like maybe for the rest of this year, what do we do now? So we wanted to pivot to something pretty fast. To, for a few reasons. One, to keep the community going. Um, two, to help our vendors out too, because that's really by supporting all the plant-based small businesses and nonprofits and everything, that's like how we personally see um, us having an impact on the growth of, of the vegan movement and the plant-based movement in New Jersey. So a lot of these, a lot of our vendors didn't have built into their business models at all doing any sort of shipping and like a lot of people were just kind of sitting around like what in just absolute devastation you know a couple of weeks month or so after we all had to um after the after the lockdown of like just in just absolute stillness of like not knowing what to do and we we wanted to help them we want we wanted to help them so um we took a lot of our vendors, not everybody, um, because not everybody made the transition to doing online, but we did take a decent amount of our vendors and their products and we put them up on a website called The Vegan Local. And uh, we called it The Vegan Local because you could even search by your state. So it allowed us to also expand our reach far beyond New Jersey and like the tri-state area, which was our main um, market with the event. So we have vendors from all over the country now and, and you can search by your state and find companies and makers and creators and, and bakers and, and everything from your particular state. So you can support the plant-based and vegan movement in your state, but also like get that amazing cheesesteak that you had that one time that you were in Philly that was vegan and, and have it shipped to you in California. So that's kind of, and it was a lot of handholding, getting our vendors to 
learn how to do shipping and how to package things right and make sure they get to the customer it you know safely and in one piece and and or how they're supposed to be and so um and also e-commerce is like a whole new learning curve too just when we <laughs> thought we've gotten over there could be a learning curve of the events and, and we were hitting stride in the beginning of 2020 we were now kind of presented with this kind of abrupt and and immediate need to yeah. kind of climb a new hill really and and learn a whole new business so and I want to say we're still in that learning process we'll probably always be in that learning process but the vegan local I feel like is just starting to hit a little bit of stride I is, think so pretty good yeah like so it's like with almost everything I do I like to like ease into it like obsess over it for like a year that's what we did with the veg fest and this was such like a quick turn and I remember saying to my husband, this is going to be so easy because we have all these vendors and stuff. And it was not. It was not easy. And it was probably not that much fun for me when I first started. But now it kind of is fun. Like, but it took, you know, now it's almost a year. I think that's how long it takes me to really kind of get into the, like, um, figure out how things work. And, you know, that in the last year, I think we've had time to try out a few things and that didn't work and let's try this and now it seems pretty fun for me. I don't know about you, Marissa. I don't want to say. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. There was uh, there was growing pains, I think, with the vegan local. Yeah. I'm sure we're not done with those. I'm sure we're not done with I'm those. I'm done. But... I'm done with those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel well. I'm done mentally. I would like to be done. Yeah. With those. Yeah. But like, yeah. I still think. I still think there's there's a lot yeah. to learn but I mean we're starting the vegan local I think already way ahead like leaps and bounds ahead um just because of the following that we've built with the New Jersey Veg Fest that yeah. um if we tried to start this from scratch I don't think we would nearly have the same kind of success that we are having with the with the vegan local as we are now so yeah um it's good I I do like it I miss like us talking about events now I like really I miss the I miss doing events, but I think that, and we've been talking about this, I think we'll likely always do both from here on in. I think like the whole yeah. you know, things being available online um, demand is not going to ever go away. Like it's just the way it is now. And that mm -hmm. the vegan local, the branding of it, where I really, really love. And we were talking about um, like, actually, I guess you could say like the umbrella company or of that uh, encompasses or has all of our events underneath it it's called sprout everywhere events and that's because when that. we were just doing events that's what we were that's what we were trying to do we were trying to sprout everywhere like we we're finding all these kind of like iconic new jersey uh cities and towns and venues to have um events in but then we were also looking to throw a detroit vegan food festival you know you can't bring the new jersey vegan food festival to detroit it has to be the detroit vegan food festival um, or, you know, it just doesn't feel right. So we wanted to have this to sprout everywhere event. And what we got, when we got online, we originally thought, well, let's just make this the sprout everywhere market. Um, but I didn't, there's something about once you get online and how, you know, shipping everywhere is so available and you can reach anybody in the world and, you know, and it's, it's all kind of equal in that sense, like whether you're trying to, you know, communicate with a vendor in New Jersey or in California, it doesn't matter. Like the internet makes everybody so accessible and communication very accessible. So I didn't want to, our events have a local feel always. And I think that was always a big draw of our events is that they have this very local feel, even though we are sprouting everywhere. So um, instead of calling it the sprout everywhere, market we thought of calling it the vegan local to kind of keep a sense or feel of i of like a we're supporting local businesses but doing it on a national level it's almost like the exact opposite um kind of uh sentiment that sprout everywhere events did sprout everywhere events was meant to like have a bigger feel for something that was smaller and this has is much bigger or has a much a bigger potential for for a larger reach, but we want it to have a smaller feel, if that made sense. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. I love that. Thank you. That's really good. <laughs> I'm not going to write that down. <laughs> you can it actually just the occurred to me. Wow. wow. It just occurred to me <laughs> in my ramblings just now <laughs> that the vegan local, the concept of the vegan local is the exact opposite of, 
of yeah. the oh. event. Yeah. I should run my mouth more often is the takeaway. That's that. pretty neat. And I guess it's been kind of like, it's just, it's starting to, it's been, parts of it that have been really fun for me is trying, like we have our local vendors and trying to get them to, to like ship stuff. Like there's definitely some growing pains in shipping stuff for some vendors. Like, um, uh, <laughs> I don't want to name any vendors, but like, but people would get stuff that was supposed to be frozen and, and it would come and just like be all like messed up in there. And and not frozen <laughs> at all. And so, yeah. but after a month or two, like things started, everyone started getting it together. Like it was really a tough curve for everyone. But, but now it's kind of fun for me to like go into different cities, like vegan groups, and like see the insane food. Like different places are making. Like I saw in Cincinnati, there's a place that makes like a version of the Arby's beef and cheddar that looks insane. And like, I really want to get that on the vegan local. So that's my goal is to like, but it's real fun for me to go in these groups and see what different towns are doing. And, mm -hmm. and like, if we can keep this vegan movement growing, like through really yummy food and like at least pictures of yummy food for the, until ever this pandemic is over and we can like start traveling again, that'd be pretty amazing. I feel like mm -hmm. I would feel a sense of accomplishment if I had some part in keeping like this move grow this stuff growing for sure yeah I think so I think the vegan local and our events are going to merge as one company for sure and I think mm -hmm. like once we get like let's say enough vendors we have a lot of vendors in New York City like once we get enough vendors in New York City like maybe we're actually going to throw um like Something, and I know there's already a ton of New York City events, but and this is just making me making stuff up. But maybe we throw <laughs> like the New York City or like the Brooklyn Vegan Food Festival or something like that, presented by the Vegan Local. And it's like now, like the website becomes like our main hub where you can you can buy from vendors all over the country, and we'll ship it to you. Um, you could also buy tickets for like local events where it's like a food show of. Or, or almost like a display or like an expose of of the of the vendors that we have and what kind of vegan food is actually going on like right right in your state or right in your area. So there's a lot of overlap and I think we were talking about getting rid of the name Sprout Everywhere events entirely and just having everything be the vegan local as like the ultimate kind of umbrella brand that encompasses everything that we do, including the New Jersey Veg Fest, the Atlantic City Vegan Food Festival, the Meadowlands Veg Fest, and, and everything in between, and everything that we'll add. I think it'll all be vegan local from here on in. How incredible, you know, that <laughs> to think just a few years ago, you had to know like where all the vegan stuff was, or you couldn't find it, right? Or you maybe in you Google stuff and then you show up and the place like isn't exactly what it said on Google. Um, and yeah. now like vegan local is going to give people the opportunity, like you said, no matter where they live, they go in and they look up their, you know, their location and right there, it tells them what um, the vegan places are that are involved in vegan local. So now they have the opportunity to order right from you, right? Or right. they, if it's local enough to them, now they can go visit this place. And it's just, right. the more accessible we make veganism, the better off we all are across the board, if you ask me. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, think yeah, I just wanted to take a so second and like, acknowledge <laughs> the movement here. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild ride, but it's bound to be, you know. Um, it's it was it's bound to be a wild ride. <laughs> I'm sure it'll continue to be, but it but it keeps life interesting. That's for sure. There's there's never a dull moment when it comes to the New Jersey Veg Fest. Absolutely. So I would like to ask um, for both of you to kind of share any um, tips or suggestions or any resources that are your favorite thing to recommend to a new vegan or someone who's interested in veganism? What would you tell them? I guess you can only like, especially when you start and you're trying to figure out how it is, like you still want to be part of your family and stuff. Like, I mean, you, like there's something about 
when you become vegan, you're like, why doesn't everybody join me on this incredible journey? And, and I think that's, you definitely should go through that for sure. But like, in the end, you can only control what you're doing. Like you can, yeah. you can tell people how great it is and they'll eat all your food for sure. If you bring it to something, but like, you can't, for me, I have to like, I'm a real social person. I like, I want to hang out with people and, and I just, I think being easy on yourself and just making decisions for yourself, that's all you can do. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, I don't, I'm trying to think of books and stuff. There's like so much stuff now that it's way easy, easier. Like I can, when, it seems pretty easy to be vegan now. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's easier than it's ever been. Yeah. It's definitely easier than it's ever been. I would, if we were still doing events right now, I would say like as somebody that's thinking about being being vegan or wants to learn more about veganism, I would say come to one of our events, absolutely. Um, Or definitely check out the vegan local because you don't necessarily have to come to an event now of ours to to get um, food from all over the country, like vegan food from all over the country, like some of the best stuff you would ever taste. Yeah. Um, But I also think... I think uh, to build on what Kendra was saying, how like there's, you can really only control what you do. And when you're the only person kind of going on this, you know, journey of veganism by yourself, it could be pretty isolating. It could be pretty lonely. Your family and friends don't get it. So I think, and COVID has definitely created a challenge with finding community. But I think like whether you do that at our events, whether you do that in like a Facebook group or whether you do that with like meetups and everything, well, I guess once meetups come back. Um, but even if you could just do it on the internet, on social media somehow, I mean, I think connecting with like-minded people is, is, is all any of us really need, you know, to keep on keeping on with the whole vegan thing for sure. So that's what I would recommend. Find your people, find yeah, some community. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's really great advice. So I have one okay. last question for you both. And I do okay. appreciate um, all of your time this afternoon. Um, so did you bring the hummus is the name of the podcast. So we have to talk about hummus. Okay. Do you have a favorite brand, favorite way to eat hummus or recipe? So I really do like hummus. Like I have a problem with hummus. So Try not to have too much of it in the house because I can do like a whole tub pretty easy or like five tubs if I wanted. But I um, I guess for, for like a store-bought hummus, I would go with roof hummus and I get like the original or sometimes I get the no oil thing because I that's the kind of person I am. But, but, <laughs> but my favorite way to do it is put it on a baked potato Ooh. and just like with a ton of hot sauce and that is a really, really good. They say it's a the way to go. Yeah. I know what I'm having for dinner tonight now. Thank you, Kendra. Yeah, it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say, so Ruth is also my favorite hummus. I really like it. Um, I'm big roasted red pepper, like hummus person. And like to be 100% truthful, my favorite way to eat it is probably sticking a spoon right in the container. Wow. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. But yeah. if I had to dip something in it, <laughs> I would say um, the first thing that's coming to my mind is, you know, those um, those pretzel kind of thins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and yeah. like they have like everything bagel seasoning on them. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's really good. Those those are really good. They have a name and I forget like pretzel crisps or something like that. Yeah. 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 They're like, so good. Flat pretzels. Yeah. Flat. Yeah. That's pretty They're really good. There's yeah. really no wrong way to have hummus. No, there's Please. no wrong way. Dip whatever your heart desires in right. hummus so you won't be disappointed. Baked potatoes. I put it on rice. I put it on anything to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kendra (laughs) and Marissa. I am so glad that you were able to take some time and talk with me today and share your stories um, with my listeners. I loved this conversation. Talking with Marissa and Kendra felt like a party, just like their events. The -the behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to create the magic that is the New Jersey VegFest was so fun and interesting. 
I can't wait until we can come together again, surrounded by all of the best vegan food that New Jersey has to offer. Check out njvegfest.com, theveganlocal.com, and bewellihs.com to keep up with everything Kendra and Marissa are working on today. These links and more can be found in the show notes in your favorite app and at didyoubringthehummus.com. I hope you have found this episode helpful and inspiring. If you have questions, would like to join my class next month, or are a vegan who would like to be interviewed on a future episode, please email me at didyoubringthehummus at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.